You have just entered the Man Cave. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us here in the Man Cave. I am Brad. And I am Terry. And welcome to Muscle Monday. Make sure to check us out online over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. But if you want that full no-bullshit experience and the ability to win prizes and send your money to something good, you're going to have to subscribe to us over on Patreon. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. So, so you start every episode with the word, so. So, <laughs> it may be Monday, but it's leg day. Yeah. It hasn't... It hasn't been a chest day on a Monday for me in a while. I think we talked about that. We covered that I, on I intentionally on, on do not do chest day on Monday. Yeah. Because uh, everyone's always fighting over the benches. But you know where they're not fighting at? The squat rack. Fuck yeah. Because think about it. About 50% of the people that go in the gym actually work legs. Right? Mm-hmm. Of those 50%, at least 50% of them are working chest on Monday. The other 50% of that 50% have realized that everyone else is working chest, so they work something different. Might not be legs, might be back, might be arms, something. Don't, so your odds of getting a squat rack on and Monday... don't forget the guys who work legs but don't do it through squatting. Right. That's not me. I'm just saying in general, there's a lot of dudes out there that are like, oh yeah, I do leg day. I just don't do... I don't squat. Okay. Well, let's talk about... Leg day. Yeah, let's go for it. I think that the true measure of how hard somebody works in the gym can be seen when you watch them on leg day. Mm. Some And it has nothing to do with the amount of weight that they use. When you see someone going absolutely ham mm-hmm. on leg day, you know what they're mind where where their mind is at when it comes to the gym they don't give a fuck about anything else that the gym is their top priority when they are going to the limit on leg day and that's why i love it 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 is by far the hardest day there is no your chest day i don't care what your routine is Mm -hmm. your back day shoulder day arm day it does not matter what your routine is Leg day is by far the most difficult and physically taxing day that there is. You may be working legs, but it is a full body workout. Oh yeah, even just when you're when you're squatting the tightening the core yeah. before you start your squat. Yeah, there's so many uh a deadlift has so many mechanics to it. You're not just you're not just working legs. There's there's a reason why I think when we did back day I asked if you put deadlifts on back day or leg day. Yeah. And you're working a lot of muscles even there too. Now yep. I have a question for you before mm-hmm. we get into our Well, no, you know what? Let's do our two exercises and we'll we'll see where we go from there with the, with my question. So we're gonna put a twist on this one. Okay. We are not allowed to say that our go to exercise is any variation of the squat. Well, okay, variations. That's kind of hard. Variations, yes. It can't but be a back squat? The standard back squat is out can, of, out cannot of. be the, the thing we talk about. I mean, Agreed. yes, we can. I, I could sit here and talk for an hour about the form in a squat. We're going to cover a little back squat just because I yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk but, about it. But when but it comes two, to... Yeah, two. yeah. Well, what we've been doing uh, 
to kind of mix up our routine, right? Because, mm-hmm. of course, my routine is always going to have squats in it. It is, it is the granddaddy of not just leg day, but it's the, it's the granddad of lifts, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I hate it when somebody... Oh, no, man. You... Uh, the deadlift might be there. Okay. Yeah, but I, I hate it when, you know, somebody's like, hey, how much do you bench? It's like, who cares, you know? If you want to measure... Well, they don't want to ask people who maybe don't squat how much they squat. I don't give they a may fuck. Not do it, but they know everybody benches, though. Yeah. But, uh, okay. I digress. My, my, I wouldn't, not my go-to, but an exercise that I've been doing more and more frequently for leg day that I've really started to, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, because fuck is it hard, is uh, split squats. I love... Fuck you, man. Why, was that yours? Hell yeah. I, I love... I, I, I do them on a Smith machine sometimes, and people, the, the Smith machine gets a bad rep, but I think uh, it's good for certain things, and I like to get the Smith machine and put a bench behind me, put my foot up on the bench, and do mm-hmm. split squats. I, I think it's awesome. Um, my... My my ass hurts more than a gay man in California when after I get done doing split squats, you know. Is, uh... <laughs> what whatever do you imply, Terry? Uh, a lot of fags out here, but uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the split squats are just uh, they're great. They they activate muscles you didn't even think you had. Yeah, and uh, and I love them. I man, is is it a tough? tough exercise though i remember when i first uh discovered the uh the the full terminology of the bulgarian split squat yeah if you want to look it up um when i I watched a video of it on like bodybuilding.com and this guy you know he's in he's in good shape and he's holding like some 30 pound dumbbells Mm -hmm. and um, and, you know i watched the video i'm like okay next time i go to leg day i'm gonna incorporate these into my leg day so I go over there. I find my bench that I'm going to. I go over and I'm like, "What's thirties? Yeah, thirties." Like, <laughs> so I'm like, "Fuck it, let me try it." Pick up the thirties, put my foot back there, get it there. First off, I once I put my foot up, I'm like, "Holy shit, this is a fucking balancing act that I'm yeah. trying to do." And then I quickly realize I move like two inches down, like go, start squ- you know squatting with it two inches down, and I'm like, "Holy shit, yeah, what the, f- what the fuck, yeah." I, in quickly humbled yeah. by trying to do it. So I was like, okay, let's ditch the weight and figure this out for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I ditched the weight and I think I got like five and I was like, what yeah, it's is one, this? It's one of those things that, uh, after you do it a few times, your, your weight will significantly increase quickly. Um, it's one of those things where you have to get used to the form and motion of it before you can yeah. can really Put start to excel with weight. But but even so, like using any kind of weight with it, like you know, you you grab some heavier dumbbells and you're gonna have a rough time getting mm-hmm. a decent amount of reps. It is it is a very very difficult exercise. But but that's what we look for. Yeah. Right. Everybody else is looking for a way to make this shit easier. I, I want to make this shit harder. That's yeah. that's how you grow. Yeah. But you know my my legs are strong; they just don't grow. Of my, course, my favorite saying. People say that shit all the time. It's like, yeah, well, you half rep. It was yeah. like, but uh, all right. So obviously, I took uh, the exercise you were Hell going yeah. to, that's to like, highlight. That's that's the one that I've done where it's just been uh, incredibly humbling to try yeah. to make an attempt to to not look like a total bitch in the gym doing a Bulgarian split squat. Yeah, 
fuck. You got any others? Uh, I mean, one one thing that I I don't do it so often now because uh, my you could say like my mobility. I mean, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know it's incredibly good for your quads, and that's why I wanted to make sure that we weren't eliminating every squatting exercise because there is another squatting exercise that not a lot of people do, but it's incredibly good for the the quads. And that is the front squat, the loaded front squat. Yeah. Um, So if if you're looking to uh, switch up your routine, throw a different type of squat in there, uh, I highly suggest doing a front squat. And I highly suggest you starting with the bar. I, uh, I'm very stubborn when it comes to my leg days, especially and I'm a, uh, even if I'm doing a, a workout where I'm more volume focused than weight focused, mm-hmm. I still play with heavy weight yeah. every, every day. And when it comes to a front squat, I can't put the amount of weight on there that I would like to. <laughs> yeah. So when I, when I front squat, you know, it's like I can get a, I can get a lot of reps with like 135 on the bar, but at the same time, it's like, okay. I, I, I want to be able to do three plates. I want to be able to do four plates. Like, yeah. you know, I, I watched a man front squat 405 pounds one time and I was with my workout partner and I looked at him and I pointed at this guy and I was like, you see that guy? We're in his world right now. Like <laughs> he, he is king of this place, right? He just front squatted 400 fucking pounds yeah. like that. That's crazy. Cause just to hold that bar there in the position. Yeah. That position that it needs to be. That's, in. that's insane. And, and that's, that's that thing. It's like, I, I was the first one to recognize. Like, dude, that guy's going so fucking hard on his leg day. Like, that that guy is, he he's in the right mindset every single day he walks in here. If he's yeah. going that hard on leg day, yeah. But if you have, definitely watch a video on on doing it. So you can get there's a couple different ways you can almost do it. Like in the uh, the clean position with your uh, yeah resting in your hands, kind of back on your collarbone and your elbows out. Or but you can also pick it up where you've cross your hands across your chest and picked it up to hold it there if i if i do it usually i have to move to that just because of uh shoulder and wrist mobility i don't have the ability to 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 get my wrists and back far enough and my elbows out far enough to really keep the weight back so yeah since uh, but it's a it's a different exercise yeah since my uh like tendonitis is really flared up in my elbows i have to cross my arms and kind of rest that bar on my collarbone in the pocket of the shoulder. Yeah. It's really the only way that I can do it, but it is a, an awesome variation of the squat that I, I feel not enough people do, but the people that, that do front squat are, uh, they're firm believers in it and they're very passionate about it. You, you rarely hear somebody who's going to talk about front squats and not be able to do something impressive with a front squat. Yeah. yeah. So those are our two exercises. Again, uh, hit us up with feedback. Let us know what you think about those two exercises. Or maybe like if we're, we're way out to lunch. you got a couple other different stuff to, to throw it in there. We're always looking to do something different, something challenging. Yeah. So hit us up. So on to my question for you. Uh-huh. So I'm in a, in a couple of like different groups on Facebook. Um, and one's like this barbell. You know, A lot of people post uh, videos of them doing some weightlifting routine, try to look impressive. And the one group has what we what we would call in it the uh, the depth police. Okay. All right. So what's your prerogative on squatting and depth? So... Because I know we could be here all day with this, but... I, uh, I'm a student of the gym. I do a lot of uh, homework on this stuff. And 
almost every single thing that I've read about the the depth of your squat points to going past parallel is extremely taxing on your knees. And that's why when I squat, I come to a depth where my my thighs are parallel and then I come up. Uh, going past that, yes, uh, the the muscle will get more work. It will. Like it's just the, the nature of the movement. Mm-hmm. But the there there's a trade off there. Like are you willing to risk knee injury over it? Yeah. Some people are. Um, but I mean if you look at Olympic competitions, they don't have you literally ass to grass. You're, no, you're not in a they, baby squat. The the Olympic comp like uh you know, most competitive squatters, it has to do with where the the crease in your hip when it goes down yeah. is parallel to where your knee. So if you were to stop the image and and draw a straight line in that crease when you bend over between your hip and your and your stomach, right there, your leg and your stomach, right around your hip, if you draw a parallel line to your knee, once the, once that line would hit parallel, then it's considered a good squat. Like yeah. I said, no need to go any further. Yeah. So uh, I I see people all the time either going way too deep or not deep enough. Uh, if you want to go way too deep, that's that's your risk when it comes to your uh, your knee health. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, that parallel depth is all you need to go to. What uh, what scares me is when I see people squat and they don't have control over the bar when they go to hit their depth. People think uh, you know if they control the weight going down, they're losing energy and they won't be able to pick up that big rep. And it's quite the opposite, actually. Being in control of the weight will increase your chances of picking up big weight. Uh, just freely letting it fall and trying to catch big weight, you're, it's almost impossible to pick it up. I know like, if I get under 400 pounds and I just let it fall, like free fall and try and catch it at the bottom and bounce up, boy, am I going to hurt my knees and probably just drop that weight. Yeah, it's a different philosophy because I've I've, I've watched um, early on. Mark Ripito does a like a, a series on YouTube on on squatting, deadlift stuff like that. And he definitely advocates for the when you get down to use that like lower port portion to kind of not necessarily always going ass to grass, but using like control it on the way down. But you can use a little bit of almost a bounce when you when you get down to. Uh, start propelling exploding out of the bottom to come back up right and interesting i mean just and a, and a little bit of that is is definitely necessary like i, I mean you've seen me squat and i'm not i'm not going oh i e- watch you squat <laughs> i'm not going uh exceptionally slow on the way yeah. down but i i control the weight like yeah, you I, shouldn't I be just dumping yourself down to the right. bottom position in order to catch a bounce right to that, try to get your ass that, up. that's what i'm against if it yeah. when it comes to uh sinking down and and really getting that explosion and driving through it all the way up that's that's the key and that's you know I I always say to to you or whoever I work out with especially when we're squatting like you know stay in control like and the the phrase I always use is like you move the weight the weight doesn't move you yeah, that's it's a, a big thing for I, me on squats I think squats. a big thing too if you're not in control of the weight like it doesn't and it doesn't even have to be a ton of weight if you're not in control of where that weight is going you're opening yourself up to be injured. Oh yeah, like, it, I, I, it only it only is exponential the more weight you put on. But yeah. like, 
I will I will warm up with 135. Yeah. Right. And I'll warm up for like maybe 10 to 12 with that. And for the first six, I'm just kind of getting the legs moving. Yeah. And maybe maybe to like eight. But for the last two to four, I'm pretending with 135 on the bar that I have 315 on the bar. Yeah. And I am properly, I'm going through my head this mental check of breathing, you know, unhinging, sticking my ass out a little bit, dropping down, and practicing what I would be doing with 315 on the bar. We think we covered that on like chest day too. Of, yeah. You know, when you're warming up, use that as not just a time to get the muscles moving, but as a time to get your brain warmed up of what you're should, doing. Like yeah. I, I have a process of what I do when I lift that bar off the rack. Yep. There's like a little mental checklist that I go through. Like when I was learning how to squat, I actually, uh, I developed a checklist that before every rep, regardless, or before every set, regardless of the weight I was using, whether I was warming up or mm-hmm. maxing, I would talk myself out loud through this checklist of what I was going to do on that rep because so much goes into a squat. It's a full body exercise. There's so many things that can go wrong in terms of your form. And when I say wrong, I don't mean that will hurt you, but it will cause you to not be able to pick the weight up, mm-hmm. especially when you're on big weight. The slightest, like, misfunction of your form will will cause you to fail mm-hmm. where you have the ability to lift that weight but this one piece of your form was off and you fell so the the checklist was you know i and it was every single aspect right it's like i'm i'm gonna step up under the bar and set my shoulders like i'm gonna yeah, but first i i make sure i wrap my my pinkies around where the knurling is, where the, the little mark is on it. Yeah. And then I'm checking to make sure the bar even is racked, centered. Yeah. With Compared to where my hands are. Step one. Yep. Make sure the bar is centered in the rack. Yep. Before I even crawl under it to start positioning it to get it on my back in the proper spot. And then when, uh, when I stand up with it, because the next step would be stand up, right? When I stand up, I, I actually come off the rack rather quickly. I want to... It almost builds a little bit of confidence in in me picking up that weight. If I come up slow, I really, really feel how heavy it is and feel that weight. But if I if I come up and explode, I'm like, oh yeah, see how easy I picked that up. Like I'm I'm ready for this, right? So the next step would be to stand up, and then very important is to take one step back. And a lot of people, you'll see it when people squat, they'll stutter step back when they pick up that weight for a squat and. If, if, if you if you do this, you might not even know you do it, but focus on it and you'll realize how much energy you're actually wasting by taking several little stutter steps back. Taking You don't need to back up that far off the rack. Yeah. You just take that one short step back and then the next step is set your feet. Put your feet. Yo, I get so pissed off when I, when I take my, I take a step back and then I go to, I, I step back first with my right foot mm-hmm. and then I bring my left foot back to match where it's at. Mm-hmm. And man, if my left, if my feet didn't get properly planted in the position that I want them in at the, the width that I want them at with the angle that where my feet are at, I'm so pissed because now I know that I'm going to ha- like you said, I have to use extra amount of energy to, to get my body in the right spot. Yeah. And then, uh, so I'm, I'm taking one step back and setting my feet and then I'm doing a head to toe 
starting with the head, not starting with the feet, right? Because I want to, I want to end. I, I want my last thought in terms of stabilization to be my lower half, right? So I'm starting head to toe stabilization. I'm tensing everything. Every, every single part of my body is just flexed, ready, stabilizing me, right? And then once I have that from head to toe, I take a deep breath in and then I come down focus on my chest staying up as much as I can and then control the weight, explode and drive. R riding that explosion and driving through it is is the most important thing. And a lot of people struggle with it. And what I've done to uh, kind of build up my explosiveness is done uh, things like pause reps where I'll sit in the pocket and, you know, give myself a three count and then explode out. I've done... Uh, what are they uh the 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 bench squats or whatever where you mm -hmm. where you come down and you uh hip you, thrust kind of a no where you like sit on the bench and then oh yeah like box squats yeah box whatever. squats and then uh come up i've done squats with like bands before i wasn't really yeah. a, a big fan of it but it, it is good work um but um another thing that a lot of people fail to work on when it comes to their squats and I know that you've given this tip out to everybody that's ever asked you about squatting is uh the the flexibility of the hip flexor mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, everybody that I've really encountered that it's like day one of them squatting or they're really amateur in squatting like I said by me by no means am I out there squatting a thousand pounds man. right but I've been doing it for a little bit and I'm not a spring chicken either. But the one thing that I, I've noticed with, and it's universal between men and women, is it kind of goes back to depth. Like they unrack 135 and they can only get halfway down at best. And then you start asking, well, is it because it's too much weight? Because a lot of people just slap slap weight on. They can't get all the way down because it's just legitimately their muscle can't handle it. It's too fuck. It's too much weight for you to do a full rep with. Yeah. But a lot of times when they can't even, you could give them the bar, and they're not going to be able to get all the way down even with the bar or even a body weight squat. They cannot get all the way down. Well, that is a function that your your hips. The muscles in your hips, your hip flexors, right? That they they stretch around the back, kind of the hip to the ass area. They're too tight. You need to you need to stretch them out. And it's going to take some time to stretch that shit out, but yeah, you need to continually try squatting and getting deeper each time. And then when you're at home, you need to. There are multiple ways you can look up how to how to stretch your hips out. There, you know, you probably did a bunch of them when you're in PE class. You just got a little older. And yeah. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Yep. You haven't been using those hip flexor muscles other than to fucking walk somewhere. So guess what happened to them? They got all tight, and now they don't want to move. So now you got to loosen them up through some exercise and some stretches. But that, that's one big thing about like when I bring up the the depth problem. Yeah. Is that's usually it, the it's culprit. 50 /50. It's fifty. It's fifty. It's fifty fifty. Either it's um they have tight hip flexors, which I just uh, I, I stood the guy up. I'm not you know <laughs> it was it was one guy that challenged me to a squat competition. Then um my first words were you, you do know we have to you have to go all the way down for it to count right <laughs> and he put two plates on he couldn't go all the way down and he asked me what my 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 top squat was and it was a whole hell of a lot more than what he had on the bar he's like yeah never mind you already won yeah and then i was like hey let's just actually squat for a little bit not 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 competing against each other but you could tell that we were we we're at two different levels yeah so 
let's just squat together, man. Nothing says that I can't, you know, just hang out and tell you kind of what I think and what I feel. And the number one pointer that I told him was like, look, man, I think you have, you need to stretch your hips. That That's going to help you get down further. Yeah. And then you just have the guys that like, they hit depth with 135, then they put two plates on and they go like a little shallower. 60%. Yeah. Then they throw, you know, 275 or 315 on and they only half rep it. And yep. they, it's just the more weight they pile on, the shallower they go. And you're just, man, come yep. on. And uh, two more points that I want to uh, bring up and then we can wrap this up. Um, one, for the first year that I lifted weights, I did not work legs. I didn't. Yeah, I think there was a while yeah. I, I avoided leg day. And when I started working legs, I had the same hip flexor problem. To get over that, twice a day, every single day, regardless if it was leg day, chest day, whatever, twice a day, I would stretch my entire lower body to build up that flexibility. That's what it takes. Mm-hmm. You, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get there. By just, okay, it's leg day. Let me stretch my hip flexors, you know, for 30 seconds before I lift. Yeah. You know, it, it takes it takes time, and it's important, and, and you'll be thankful that you did it. Yeah. Because there's nothing more alpha than throwing a fuck ton of weight on that squat bar and having everybody kind of stop and peek. <laughs> First thing they're going to do is like, that motherfucker ain't going to go all the way down with it. Yep, and then you do it, and <laughs> and then you'll, you'll know that you impressed people when... You you get done and you rack it, and they just turn around and do a set. Yep, that's that's when you know. But uh, yeah, so it took a long time to build up that flexibility. But the other thing that I noticed um, once I started working legs was the rest of my body started to greatly improve in terms of size, strength, physique, all of it, because working out your legs. It's the largest muscle group in your body. It's ha- it's half of your body. Mm-hmm. And working it out, and this has been scientifically proven, is the best way for you to generate testosterone production. Mm-hmm. It's going to benefit the entirety of your, of your workout routine. Yeah. So if you're not training your legs, you're doing your entire body a disservice. You will get the goals, that, that, that body that you see in your mind, you will get that faster. Yeah. If you if you work legs consistently. Stop stop making excuses. I made excuses. I did. You know, I I had a hernia, right? Yeah. I could I could have worked legs with a fucking hernia. Hospital's 5 minutes away if that shit ruptures. Yeah. Right? Like okay, but I I was like, you know, oh, no, I can't work legs. I have a hernia, right? And then I wear my sweatpants in the gym, right? I got sweatpants on right now and I came here from the gym. But motherfucker, I I earned my sweatpants. Yeah. Er, er, earn your sweatpants. It's usually a uh yeah, a, a, fla- a, a giant red flag when a dude walks into the gym wearing sweatpants. I I dream of the day where somebody sees me in sweatpants and is like, "Oh, he wears sweatpants cuz he don't squat." Right? Like, "Let's go." <laughs> Let's go right now. Yeah. Like, but yeah, that's uh you got any last words on on leg day? Uh I mean, I've always had super, super flexible hip flexors. Okay. I've been uh, fortunate enough that for quite some time, I don't know if I can do it anymore now, but for years up until probably around mid-30s, I was able to put my feet behind my head. Hot. I don't want to tell you why I was able to do that. No, I'll tell you why. What the hell? It's kind of gross. Oh, God. Why else? Would you poop like that? (laughs) No, I tried (laughs) sucking my own dick. (laughs) 
Oh God! No, I'm just playing. I didn't try. Maybe once when I was a kid. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> no, I had this. I, I did have a bad habit, and but and that is what gave me the ability to have super flexible hip flexors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to, <laughs> I used to pick the bottom of my feet. So have you have you ever tried looking at the bottom of your foot? Yeah, I can look at the bottom of my foot. Okay, but what muscle does that stretch when you when you look at the bottom of your foot? Your hips. Yeah. yeah. So I used to sit there as a kid just picking at my feet, yeah. stretching my hips all the time. Like I How could about li- that? I could look like 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 I'm looking at my hand right now. <laughs> I could look at the bottom of my foot. You're a fucking weirdo. I know. So right. who would have thought such a nasty, disgusting habit as a kid picking my feet all the time would lead to, you know, yeah. I was 35 and able to to go all the way down with some decent weight on there. My hips are, uh, my hips are nice and flexy. Nice. Hey, what, one man's weird habit is the same man's advantage on a squat day, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, I don't know. Hey, so to close out, don't fucking skip leg day. Yeah. Just it, don't it, be in the squat rack when I get there, though. Fr- friends don't let friends skip leg day. No. It's uh, it's important, and it, it sucks at the beginning. Yeah. But, that, a, but eventually... You will love it. That's what I just, I was about to head to that, to that thing. It was like, you're, you're going to go there and you're going to be like, okay, you know what? Brad and Terry told me don't skip like they, uh, you know what? This week I'm going to squat mm-hmm. and you're going to go in there and you're not going to do much and you're going to hate it and you're yeah. going to hate the next oh. two or three days. So not to drag this episode out. Right. Yeah. So quick, true story. So I will self admit that when we first moved out here, mm-hmm. uh, I had not squatted in a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, I did leg day mm-hmm. by doing leg extensions, leg curls, and like little lunges and stuff, but I hadn't squatted or deadlifted in a long ass time. Yeah. And then um, I was like, fuck it. You know, at some point, you got to rip this band aid off, Brad. Mm-hmm. So I went in and I was like, all right, today's the day I'm going to squat. So I put one plate on there and I squatted it for like 10 or 12. And in came our patron, old patron, Mark. Yeah. Comes into the gym, and I'm fucking... He had been working out with me at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was fucking hurting. Yeah. I did one set with one plate, and I'm telling you, I was cramping. That's how bad it was. Yeah. And I was like, I I did one set, and I was like, you know what? I can't do anymore, man. I can't fucking do anymore. I'm going to come back here in a few (laughs) days once my legs heal up, and I'll, I'll, I'll hit legs again. I'll slowly get back into it. Yeah. But that's how fucking bad it was. I went from, you know deadlifting 455 and all that shit to like dude i can squat one plate for 10 reps and then i'm I'm, my body's cramping yeah and good you know what good for mark you know what he told me Hmm. fucking do it again and he was like just get under the bar he literally i think he said just get under the bar you pussy and fucking (laughs) get do 10 more i'm like dude my legs are cramping he goes i don't fucking care just do it yeah, and he had, fucking, he had I, definitely been working out with me yeah. at that point. <laughs> I did like three sets of it, and um, I paid for it for like four straight days. My yeah. legs hurt, and then uh, I ripped that bandaid off, and sure as shit, now here we are, and I can s- squat three thirty-five, three sixty-five-ish range. And, yeah, uh, it's good. I like it. I love it. I'm glad I ripped it off. So rip off that fucking leg day bandaid and go do some fucking squats. Yeah, r- remind me that. Uh, you know, right now we're we're going through all the different muscle groups and and doing episodes like this for all of them. But once we get done with that, I want to have a day where we talk about um, pain and and things like like that because I I got a lot of uh, with experience yeah. with pain as as anyone who goes to the gym does. But recognizing the difference between 
pain and failure yeah. is uh, is a big thing. But we won't get into that now because I think we're already longer than uh, Saturday's episode. But yeah, All let's right. uh, let's roll out of here, yeah. right? So as we head out, don't forget to follow us over on Facebook, the official Man Cave Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at the Man Cave fourteen and Instagram at the Man Cave Podcast. And you can check us out on YouTube. But as always, for that full no safe space, no bullshit experience, check us out and subscribe to us over on Patreon, right? We got three different levels we're doing. We got that same $1, $5, and the $20, and all of it's going to make care packages for our Salute the Troops campaign. I'm not going to get deep into it. I think you've, you know if you've been listening, you know what's going on, right? So we're not doing it to a third party. We are making the care packages. We are sending them out. If you have somebody that you know that is forward deployed, Shoot us a message over on Facebook or on, on any of the social media and let us know um, an address that we can get a care package to them. And it's going to be a shit that they actually like, cigars, some beef jerky, you know, some good hot sauce or some shit like that. But, like, it's not going to be your typical toothpaste, dental floss, you know, crappy gum that's been in there for a while. It's going to be actual stuff that they're going to need or they're they're going to... It's going to improve morale. Yeah. As usual, still, you're going to get the uh, all the other stuff that you get with the levels with the after the show show, $5. You're still going to get the, the man card for all the beer openings. All that stuff, you're still going to get access to, to come on the show and all that. But they we're really hitting on this uh, Salute the Troops campaign. So head over to Patreon. Support us through there. It's not going to us. It's all straight going to the troops. But, hey, you don't have to go home. But you can't stay with us. We'll see you next time here on Muscle Mondays in the Man Cave. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Any real man would follow us on Patreon for exclusive content and prizes at patreon.com slash the man cave podcast. The man cave. No safe spaces. No bullshit.